smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hello listeners welcome to the latest episode of why not mint money i am your host jash kriplani well it is not often that you see a firm specializing in alternate investments in the unlisted startup space pouring into listed equities In today's episode, we chat with Abhishek Agarwal, who is the managing partner of Rockstead Capital, on why his firm is making an entry into the listed space, where their first PMS fund is going to be focusing on mid and small cap stocks. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. I wish I wanted to chat with you on Rockstead Capital about your you know recent foray in PMS can you tell us what's the move about why you are looking at this space right now so hi just thank you so much first of all having me here uh, see largely the reason why we also entered into a PMS uh, business because uh, we want to position ourselves as uh, being a alternative asset managers right largely having said that means that I would like to solve the asset allocation problem of my clients who right. then no need to choose different fund managers for different right. products right so i would right. like to have different products in my own kitty uh, right. in different licenses so today i'm uh, proud to have three licenses with us which is af cat 2 where we have done our first fund rockstar capital right. investment fund which right. is a, uh, one of the kind hybrid fund listed and listed then we right. of course launched uh, recently our af cat 1 vc right. angel fund Right. and uh, at uh, the same uh, speed we managed to also get clearance from sebi in terms of our pms license which would look at listed equities right. so this is largely uh, towards that uh, ultimate aim of uh, managing uh, different asset classes under the same uh, brand right. and uh, the theme uh, remain as our investment thesis remain agnostic on all the product as uh, you are bharat so okay. young india dreams and uh, uh, focusing on their dreams and focusing on those sectors right. which you would fulfill uh, the requirements is is our going to be the investment thesis across our portfolio right 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 so uh, from what i understand you guys were earlier into alternate space and now you all are looking to move into pms right i would not say we are moving we are i would say we are expanding yeah 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 right right so pms also becomes part of your investment solutions essentially correct. right correct correct. Right. correct the philosophy remains same as i told you the philosophy doesn't change yeah. what is uh, added here is basically giving a uh, preference for a particular asset class by the client who would say listen i probably would like to prefer to play on a matured company which are listed on exchange and uh, you know liquidity is something i care right. uh, i would like to allocate a larger sum uh, for this liquidity and that's one of the reason why we thought that why we should uh, you know get our investors stuck to only startups which of course is is right. a high risk and illiquid asset class right but right. but it's it's, it's a different uh, allocation right. and uh, we allow our clients to decide that allocation for themselves we are simply right. providing them the options right right but it's quite interesting you know so far you all were looking at unlisted space and now you're moving into listed space right like you said rather you all are expanding into the listed space so what all the rational uh you know and how do you see more than the rational how do you see that how will your capabilities in the unlisted space help you in the listed space you know i started my career itself in the listed equity space okay. where when i finished my masters from uk in 2007 yeah. and came back to india just at the beginning of the financial crisis which came in 2008 
I started as a research analyst in cement sector at the institutional level. Okay. Uh, you know, in in two thousand seven eight uh, period, okay. and uh, for a couple of years, of course, I was there. I was uh, I was on a sell side uh, okay. analyst, looking after cement sector. Uh, right. Got a gist of what was happening, how to look at fundamentals, and then of course, my family business also had a broking business. Uh, okay. Of course, at a smaller level. So I joined my family business after a couple of years, ran that business for four years, right. and uh, largely got covered by you know a lot of media houses because of. my fundamental picks and my own um, views on the economy etc and i did very well as far as my understanding is concerned on right. this area for that 7 years right. but you know i realized that this becomes again a market which is so heavily tilted towards the big players who right. made their mark in 90s so right. i have to do something different okay. and that's when 2014 i started investing in startup space okay. which i continued to do as a full time till 2018 before okay. the fund launch Okay. Invested about twenty-four startups. Okay. At the same time, I was investing in listed equities, okay. and that strategy I took in two thousand eighteen with the, my first fund, where the strategy was managing both asset classes and okay. proved the point that you know, if the, for the investor, he might be looking at a very different way in terms right. of capability, but my capability is aligned towards equities. And when okay. I say equities, I am whether startups or listed, I am playing the equity game. It's just the risk profile. and the illiquid risk which increases is what is in the picture and largely right. the operation or the mindset of a value creation is still intact for both kind of you know right. uh, play so right, that's right. where my background has been and uh, after doing the hybrid i realized that a lot of investors complained related to the allocation issue that okay. listen if i am doing a hybrid then i don't know where i am more on large listed or more on unlisted at right. least you should give us a flexibility to choose our own preferences right. and that's the reason why we now have two independent licenses which right. actually going to the same strategy what we have done in the first one so we are not deviating anywhere as far as our strategy is concerned is right. indeed an expansion to our strategy giving more right. preference and uh, possibilities for investors right but you know how how do you go about assessing an opportunity in the listed space versus an unlisted space you know both are fairly different asset class and not uh, not fairly different but quite different in their own ways right one is listed one is unlisted there is liquidity risk and so what are the differences there so just actually people have uh, done this bucketing separately Yeah. uh but i would say it's it's basically in the same class but the risk profile uh, differentiates them in terms yeah. of the stage of how ready are they and what sort of uh, right. compliance what sort of you know ethos they are having and size right so okay. that's where the risk bucketing happens for me when i have to look at both which i have of course done so many years now yeah. uh, you know it is different there is no two ways about it there's not deny right. it right. but certainly uh what is common feature i have already highlighted because you yeah. know largely everybody would have that pnl balance sheet the go to market strategy the 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 place to go at what is the business model exactly right. who are the shareholders etc etc so that all are having commonality with the listed equity see largely uh, there are enough data available because of the reason why the compliance structure is very different in the listed uh, game Yeah. uh you look at your quant models you look at uh, you know certain financial data historical right. data especially uh, right. to figure it out the journey of a company right. and then you deep dive on those management calls and talk to those brokers who are covering yeah uh, these companies since we have the impanelment with the institutional brokers uh, we do have that access and right. it also allows you to build your thesis better in terms of understanding those companies in much much deeper way since sure. these are 
little bit larger company than the startups the access is available and we yeah. use that access to have improve our understanding and then of course there's a price history there's a valuation yeah. history so all that helps us to evaluate and then take a call and largely we are saying that we are a secondary market player in tms where we are picking up uh, you know as a secondary and not in terms of a directly as a stake from the company right. so different well startup so right. getting in and getting out is yeah. easier in a pms structure in listed equity rather than on a startup front so that's what would be different right right now in, on the startup front when you look look at companies are these late stage business cycle companies or early stage or mid stage look at uh, early stage and when okay. i say early stage it is largely around pre series a stage okay. which means the companies above seed and angel where the company is already uh, been there more than 2 3 years uh, yeah. you have a financial number to evaluate the 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 product market fit has been achieved right uh, you have your clear metrics defined under kpis where what is happening and what have you done what is your growth how right. the growth has been happening month to month so these are the things which we look at it at a stage where we invest and of course we also look at the business plans and co-investors and total fundraise where the money would be actually going so with startup it is more on the future uh, depending right. on what so far we get early signs if there's a hyper growth possibility in this company or not okay right okay so 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 the early stage largely focuses on uh, a, a hyper growth model Okay. Whereas a late stage like listed equity uh, would uh, be but in a range mode, but on the listed equity also you are looking at mid and small caps, right? So they may not be technically late stage in that sense. I mean, in terms of growth opportunity. You are correct. You are correct. You are absolutely correct. And certainly, uh, I am. That's what I am saying. That I am not a guy to look at from a 50 crore company to. uh 1 lakh crore company market cap right. right i'm saying that my large focus remains small to mid cap companies right. and in that when small and mid cap is defined by exchange that would be around a 2 billion dollar sort of market cap company right. whereas when i'm investing in startups that might be you know less than 20 million dollar company yeah. so the yeah. band width uh, is is between this sort and yeah. uh, but the, the only advantage between uh, listed versus unlisted largely comes around as i highlighted is a, a bit of history and a data point where what is available versus what is not what is discovered versus yeah. what is not right uh, so and what about micro cap companies would you be looking at that so also? as far as uh, no as far as our uh, listed equity thesis is concerned we typically don't want to go because if i want to play a micro cap i rather do a startup because yeah. those micro cap companies have not done something which was right. so phenomenal that they could have you know outperformed and moved to a larger category see the right. point being and in the very early stage we are looking at a hyper growth that how fast the company can grow in a valuation yeah. in a number to reach to that milestone which largely these micro cap companies have been sitting for 20 years have not achieved that output yeah correct right. that's the reason we just removed that bit when i say when i go to listed you know i am looking at least a billion dollar kind of market cap company right a billion to let's say two it's a, it's a good bandwidth because if you see right. india you know your your uh, you know 4000 companies would be you know those who are coming less than 2 billion dollar sort of number right and those right, right. Uh, nifty 500 companies are the only one which gets highlighted and right. largely captured that we are avoiding them we are avoiding them even smes that, uh, the sme exchanges even those you would be avoiding see sme is again uh, uh, not technology driven companies come there it's a traditional companies right. which come there Right. and they have their hypothesis of just probably satisfying themselves in terms of either getting listed and get yeah. the brag value 
or probably sort out some sort of debt issues avoid themselves to go into nclts or probably get some advantage being listed again you know the way how your bankers look at you the investors the customers it just changes the somebody profile and since there is a regulation allowing you to that people explore that without having a real meaning okay sure. so when we look at startups our focus is see whether it is startup or whether it is listed equity there are common threads among all in terms of my strategy one thing is the overall universal theme as you are bharat ट्रेडिशनल Now you take that three trillion to ten trillion dollar in a matter of let's say next ten years, and we can hypothetically argue that ten nahi hoga, fifteen hoga. So you pick up any number, but the reality is that the number is from two to ten or three to ten is a three x in fifteen years versus what we have achieved in seventy uh, eighty years, and therefore this per capita GDP, which will balloon from two thousand to let's say six thousand six hundred dollar sort of number. Everywhere in the world, we have seen the incremental growth. What happens after your basic needs are satisfied? Yeah. Largely, is led to the consumption-led growth. Right, right. So Which the focus is, is on young almost, middle class population. Yes. Okay. For example, you and me. See, you and me both are young, I guess, right? And that yeah. guess, if it is right, then in that case, what are the needs? You require right. a car. I will look at automobile. Right. right you right. you 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 want ac i will look at uh, you know companies which are manufacturing companies right. you want education for your kids i will consider edtech you right. would require uh, support and uh, healthcare because you would have elder parents and you yeah. are the guy who probably was going to take care of it i will look at healthcare right, right. so largely i'm not saying i'm a i'm not a consumer led uh, fund i am a consumption led fund the where the consumption right. can come from all these corners right you are a guy who might be using some on your phone which is in zomato amazon so i will look at cloud companies i will look at zomato company so i will consider anything what the guy is going to consume that is right. what the larger theme is in both the asset classes and any other funds or any other new products that you are planning to launch in the pml platform what are the future plans so idea is that you know we recently got both these licenses the new licenses in a matter of last two months so right. we would like to now first build our businesses around this three licenses that we have Uh, the listed equity and the startup are dedicated AUM under each. So for okay. that we have planned for three years. We are targeting a 300 crore in the in the angel space and right. almost equivalent number here in the PMS also. I thought you all have two licenses, yeah. right? PMS and the alternate. Yeah, under alternatives we have two licenses and okay. PMS separate. PMS is not a part of alternatives. So AIF uh, has three licenses okay. differently, and we got two licenses. Understood. Right, the one was a hybrid, and now we have also got a dedicated angel, and okay. also now PMS. So PMS. three sure. licenses which we operate. Sure, sure. sure. Right, and idea is to build AUM under each product. Okay. Right, and scale okay. for next three years before sure. we venture out in different products. So this is what we intend okay. to do. We have just recently 
uh, you know started going out to our clients and etc so of course it's yeah. a initial building stage to the right. to the target aum which we are looking at under and what's the what's the target uh, you all are looking in each of these licenses see i am looking under under angel we have already been public on this that we would like to do 300 crores uh, right. you know here and equivalent number i am looking at from the pms so hopefully okay. in the 3 years time frame i am should be managing about close to 500 to 600 crores that's a dream you know yeah. we have uh, and hopefully that dream comes true in the growing stage of our country right 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 and what about the third license what's the target there so third one now the first fund which we got the first license which is hybrid yeah. we already have uh, done four years of journey right. and now we will be exiting that and would be giving money back to our uh, investors okay. Okay. so that is in that license is more of achieving what we want to do and show our track record so right. we managed to build a track record in terms of our investments both right. listed as well as unlisted and that itself would now then you know we have sure. few more years to go for so we would right. be actively managing those investments which we already have in our portfolio so right. in right. that the target is to exit and give money to our investors to make money for them thanks abhishek thanks for joining us today thank you listeners for joining us today if you like this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations do log into our channel why not mint money on spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent Also if you have any new ideas or suggestions you can dm me on twitter my twitter handle is at the rate jash kriplani that is j a s h k r i p l a n i you can always reach out to us over the email our email id is mintmoney@theratelymint.com This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.